Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Romans 1, chapter 1, verse 11, 11. It says, for I long to see you that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift to the end that you may be established. Amen. Amen. Well, this is the foundation scripture for our series here. Now, um, this scripture is revealing to us certain very, very important truths. One of the truths um, is that even though you can receive by remote that is you can receive the anointing being far away right you um, also get blessed when you physically see the person Amen. Amen. So that's why Paul said, I long to see you Amen. that I may impart. So there is something that comes into our lives as we see or come in contact with somebody who is gifted Amen. or anointed. Amen. Amen. Are you blessed? I So, try to be present wherever the Lord is blessing. Amen. Amen. The second strange uh, thing is, he said, I long to see you that I may impart unto you all right i want to impart to you so you get the impression here that paul had the choice of giving or imparting something are you there are you with me in other words if he did not want to impart that gift he wouldn't impart it. Are you there? So, even though it is the gift of God, it looks as though, from this scripture, that a man who is anointed or gifted or has something to give can choose to give to this person. Uh, or not to this person or to that person what do you think huh what do you think it's right in there isn't it so I long to see you that I may impart to you some gift so this shows us a great revelation that indeed God's gift can be given by someone to someone. Perhaps that longing to see the person is God's prompting 
to the person that he should give a gift to this person maybe when the apostle longs to see somebody it is maybe because he's being prompted by God to give something what do you think in the natural if your father wants to see you he may want he may have something that he wants to give to you or collect from you depending on if he's a poor father or not or maybe not that he's poor but he's in need or he wants to send you hallelujah so it is a blessing now I long to see you now I want you to listen very carefully because what I am sharing with you is of utmost importance it may not seem important to the less um, enhanced mind but it's very important you need an enhanced mind to see this revelation I long to see you 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 to see you I would like to see you many of us are around but you are invisible <laughs> are you understanding you are you are around but you are unseen yeah <laughs> I long to see you that I may impact now due to the sin nature of man we have been forced into hiding I was afraid so I hid myself have you read that before I was afraid so I hid myself and Paul said I long to see you but you hidden yourself do you see you are hidden so I don't see you I don't see you because you are hidden so try to have an enhanced mind in order to receive this tell with me the first John let's finish with the reading so that we can talk if you are listening to this message and you don't live near me in the sense that you don't live in Ghana your father is telling you that he longs to see you so come home so that he can see you to impart unto you some spiritual gifts so come home don't stay far do you get it come home because when you come you will receive an impartation of some spiritual gift something always happens when you come in contact you know that you always get something when you come home always always huh? even if your father is a poor man you always get something once you go home you always get even when you are grown up you go home you get something even at my age and I'm not so old but even at my age when I go home to my mother's to my home I get something. Amen. 
Yeah. Something. Something. When I go home to my wife's parents' home, which is her home, so it's my home too. Oh, is it not my home? I get something. Amen. Amen. My father-in-law will always say, "Oh, this is for uh, petrol. Buy some petrol. Or this is for the children. Or this is for..." I mean, no matter how small, you always get something when you go home. Receive something in Jesus' name. Amen. What do you think? Is it a good idea? I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to the end that you may be established. So if you are listening to this and you are far off in another country, come home. You need to come home. Don't wait till there's a funeral. Don't wait until there's nothing to impart. Don't wait until there's nothing to impart or to receive. Come home. Amen. Now, first John. That which was from the beginning. Verse 1. Which we have heard. Which we have seen with our eyes. Which we have looked upon. And our hands have handled. Of the word of life. For the life was manifested. And we have seen it. And bear witness. And show unto you. That eternal life. Which was with the father. And was manifested unto us. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you. That ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is, is where? With the Father and with his Son Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. This then is the message which we have heard of him. And declare we unto you that God is what? Light. And in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness we lie and do not the truth but if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ his son cleanseth us from all sin Notice, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, you see, this verse means to most of us, traditionally speaking, the realm of sin. If you sin, you will not have fellowship with God. Okay? But it means what it says. It means darkness. And darkness is a realm where you are not seen. Can somebody turn off the lights here, please? Turn off all the lights. Turn off every single light. Turn off all the lights. Now, we are in darkness. Are we in darkness? I long to see you. 
I long to see you. I long to see you, but I can't see you. I know you are around somewhere, but I can't see you. You are in the realm where I cannot see you. Your whole life, I don't know whether you are scratching your neck. I don't know whether you are pointing your tongue at me. I don't know whether you are lifting your hand and insulting me. I don't know whether you are smiling or whether you are angry. I long to see you. I, lo- I don't know who this is. Honestly, as I stand here, I don't know who is here. I don't know who you are. I don't know your age. I don't know anything about what is by my right hand side. Even though you attend church here, and even though you are around, I long to see you. That I may impart. Because now I want to, I feel like imparting. I feel like imparting, but I don't know whether I don't know whether I'm going to lay my hand on a cobra. I don't know whether I'm going to lay my hand on a viper. I don't know whether because there was a madman in church this morning. I don't know if he's still here. And I don't know whether when I stretch my right hand, I'm about to put my hand into the hand of a madman. I long to see you. But the way your life is, the way your life is, most of the things about your life, even like what you are wearing now, I don't know what you are wearing. Most of the things about your life, I can't tell. But almost everything, I'm going to this side of it, but I can't tell. I can't tell. I can't tell who is here. Yes, you're around, but I can't tell. There's, not, there's very little I can say. Because you are Mr. Mystery Man. You are Sister Mystique. You are brother hidden in the dark. I long to see you. But your life is a mysterious life. In fact, I don't know who your friends are. I don't know who's sitting by you. I don't know who's your friend. I long to see you. I don't know who your friend is. I don't know who, whether your friend is my enemy. I, I, I don't know who is here. I don't know anything about you. Maybe if I could see you, I could know something about your past. But I don't know anything about your past. How can I have fellow? How can I even decide whether I can marry this person? Because I don't know whether it's a man or a woman. And I don't know whether this is a prostitute or a, 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 a non-prostitute. How can I? Because I don't know. I can't see you. Too. I can't even know anything about you. I long to see you. I don't know if you like me or you hate me. I don't know if you love me or you hate me. I long to see you. I wish I could see you. I really wish I could see you. Huh? Can, can you put on the light just, just on me over here? Just on stage. Just on stage. Put on the light just on the stage. Just one little light on the stage. So that they can see me. All right. Oh, that's wonderful. How many cobras do I have here? How many vipers? How many serpents? I long to see you. Ah, can you see me? But I can't see you. I can just see a few faces. But I can't see who's here and who's not here. Mr. Mystery Man, Mr. James Bond, Pastor Bond. That's why, that's why much of the gift that the Lord has given to you. see, let me talk to you from my heart. Then after that, I will come back to normal. God forgive me for anything I say that is wrong. That is why what is on me and the gift and the grace of God on this commission cannot come to you. Because I, I long to see, but I don't know. I can't see you. I don't know you. How can I, how can I impart? I don't know who I'm imparting to. Maybe you are a visitor. I long to see you. So you see me because, you see, when I preach, you know all about my life. Don't you? 
Don't you know all my stories and where I went to school and when I got married and the day I proposed to my wife? You know everything. But you, I don't know anything about you. You even know whether I was a virgin or whether I was not a virgin when I was getting married. But you, I don't know anything about you. And if I ask you, you may tell me a lie. Oh, am I not in the light? If you remain in the darkness, I cannot have fellowship with you even though I'm in the light. Except we all come to the light, then we will all relate. I don't know you. You know me, but I don't know you. You want to stay in the shadows and I should be in the light. Yeah. That's wonderful. Mr. Mystery Man. You see, this behavior is caused by the fall. This is the first reaction to the fall of man is to retreat into darkness. I was afraid and I hate myself. Sometimes when we are playing golf and there is a tree, if you go to the golf course, you see some trees. There are marks on them. You think that it is uh, a type of tree. Not knowing that it's the golf balls which have hit the tree so many times. That's why the tree has become like that. And when we are playing sometimes, we play and the ball will go somewhere and you realize that I was afraid that I would hit the tree. So I hid myself. I hid myself. Fear causes us to hide ourselves and to be mystery people. Sometimes I just smile to myself as mysterious people come around me saying greetings and so on. You want to be, remain mysterious. You ask them so about your relationship or about something. So it's, it's private. It's highly personal. Oh yeah? Now it's personal. You see, you don't know that your mysterious movements makes you very unable to fellowship with i can't see you and therefore i won't impart and that is why sometimes the grace of god that is on someone cannot come to you because you are unseen take it or leave it put on the lights i had a dream a vision in the dream i came for a convention This is a very, one of the major visions of my life because it's one of the major visions and dreams of my whole ministry. So listen to it carefully. It's very short. And in the vision, I arrive at a large camp meeting. And who was with me? No one else but Papa Hagen, Kenneth Hagen himself. He was an old man and I was working with him. And I came for the convention. It was my church and others, visitors. So when I got there, I went with him on stage and we sat down. Then it was time for me to speak so i got up and i asked papa hagen to come and stand by me and i began to share with the large crowd about how god had anointed me through this man as i began to speak my children got up in the crowd one was going here making some noise another one got up moving here then other children who were my children but not my biological children also got up then someone even started to shout so then there was a lot of commotion and so on but the way the convention was, it looked like I had a short time to just 
share and I was sharing the most precious message of all how you can become gifted therefore established then at the end somebody got up and started so that what I was saying could not be heard and then the vision ended and the Lord said to me the group, one of the most precious messages that I have given to you the message of how to become an anointed and a gifted minister is has become obscured and is becoming obscured because of your children your spiritual children and sons and daughters that you have in the ministry through them the message is dimming away and it's not being revealed to people how is this happening because many who should have been gifted are not becoming anointed so it looks like the message is not true and people who should have worked in the gift and the anointing are not working in the gift so it looks as if it is not true and so because you can go crisscrossing the world you will meet many many men of god very gifted and very anointed nobody can tell you how to have the gift <laughs> they can't tell you how they, you can be with them for yet it's not that they want to be mysterious but they don't know how step by step based on the word how to become anointed they can't say it because they don't know it so those of us here and those of us listening you see there are many who have had much impartations much teachings but because of the a certain not full you see it's like you go to preach about Christ to your church or to anybody and some of the church members go and steal or go and do so many bad things and in the end they say this Christianity is not true it's not it's not a real thing they are all lies it's not real and the reason why they say it's not real is because the people who you preach to they are the more liars and more thieves and more whatever than anybody else so it's like the evidence bible says the pillar of the truth you the individual who should be the pillar and support the truth by your life by becoming anointed failing to actually become anointed is now the evidence that it's not a good message and that it's not really a true message but it is because many of us as we were moving failed to move and many of us as you see we are staying those abroad they don't come home many of them they are far and those who are near are near but they are in the darkness so you don't even see them they are mystical people you get it and their lives are so mysterious and no one you see you because you can never come uh, uh, brother uh, Michael stand up what do I know about you you are a mysterious person to me I don't, I don't know how, about I, some of my pastors but when I see them, I don't even know their names I, say, I, I don't know where you are coming from I don't know where you work I used to know I know very little about you and uh, you are a mysterious person to me although you are here you are here and I'm sure last week you were here yeah and many of us we have 400 pastors now eh? so ladies and gentlemen fellowship is possible by two people who are in the light not by one who is in the light and one who is in mystery 
we can't fellowship. Nobody will feel confident walking amongst darkness. And it has become as though that message is not true, but it's the truest message you can ever have. That you can really become anointed. You can. You can actually be gifted. It is in the Bible. Why? Listen. Why would God tell you to desire the best gift if that gift comes by a mysterious dropping on anybody ad hoc such that you can never predict who it will fall on? How? And he will tell you to desire what you imagine. Eh? I call this man, come. And I tell you, you, stand here, stand up here. You are going, I'm going to give you a dream. Okay? And I want you to dream it and do it. Will you do it? Will you do it? Yes. Promise you'll do it. Yes. Will you desire it? Yes. Will you work on it? Yes. Will you press over the mark? Yes. Good. Stand there. This is the vision I'm going to give you. And I want you to spend your life desiring it. Okay? Now, I want you to go home and become pregnant. You. Okay? You are a man. And I want you to become pregnant. And I want you to deliver. Go to the labor ward and deliver a bouncing baby. This is the dream and the vision I'm giving to you. I want you to spend your heart desiring this dream that I'm giving you. What do you think? How can these things be? You desire it. Now, don't you see that this desire that I am I'm giving this man, I'm asking him to desire something that cannot be possible. It's not going to happen ever forever and ever and yet that's what i'm asking him to desire that is how it is when or if god will tell you to desire the best gift and you can never have the best gift too it will never happen and he's telling you desire that highest gift meanwhile it cannot happen will never happen it's not and it's not part of something that can ever happen and he's asking you to desire that best gift that is a wicked God. Huh? What do you think? But if I ask a lady to have that dream, it is a possibility. So ladies and gentlemen, God has not presented us with any impossibilities as far as anointings and gift anybody here who desires to have crusades like Reinhard Bonke, I am telling you something. It is very possible. I'm telling you, it's possible. It's possible. Anybody here who desires to have a gift to be a pastor, it's possible. Anybody here who desires to have a gift to be a teacher, it is possible and I have sat down with people who claim they have those desires and taught them but because many of them have not become anointed it looks as if it's not a true message but the Lord said to me it's one of your best message if it's not your best message and he told me keep preaching it and keep talking about it you can become anointed Keep telling the people how I came to be anointed. That's why I preach how I came to be anointed. That's why I've written a book, How I Came to Be Anointed. That's why I've written a book called Catch the Anointing. And another one called How I Came to Be Anointed. You don't have it, but it's there. Huh? So you can be anointed. Today, God is telling you, sons and daughters, Lift your eyes from every stagnating, traffic jamming person, pastor, or whatever the person is in front of you who is not becoming anointed. 
because you can be an anointed person you can be an anointed person you can be gifted you can receive an impartation you can receive the glory of god on your life you can walk in gifts and callings you can preach like anybody preaches you can teach like anybody teaches you can sing like anybody sings if that is the gift you desire and that's the desire that god is placing in your heart it is a possibility you can have it if you want it if you are ready for it but you see many don't really want it they don't really want it they want money most of the pastors that i have trained they don't really want god they want more of earthly things and the ministry is a convenient addition or addendum or appendage which they have added or have stuck onto them but their vision is not the vision of an anointed person until now you are not becoming anointed because the road on which anointed people walk is not the road they are walking on they are different roads money road is different from anointing road that is why Elisha told Gehazi is this a time to receive gifts and to receive money and to receive clothes and to receive whatever this is not the road of getting this and getting that you are going on the wrong way and he cursed him and that was the end of his ministry do not let the presence of unanointed people who claim to have heard things but have not become anointed don't let it deceive you don't let it obscure the message it's my best message that i have for you that you can become an, because everything about ministry is related to a gift it's related to the presence of god and it's related to god's grace working in somebody's life that is what the ministry is at. there's nothing natural about the ministry nothing 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 okay i will listen because people are walking in their natural mind you get it many people relate with me but they don't relate with me as an anointed person that's not how you relate to an anointed person you see in every organization there is a boss you can relate to the person as a boss you can relate to the person as a senior you can relate to the person as a successful person and that is why in the world they have something they call mentoring that's why i don't use that word mentoring rarely do i use it i've used it before but i rarely use it because if bill gates was the one speaking he does speak he'll be a mentor to many people because he was a harvard university student or whatever student and he's become a, the richest man in the world by following his little little inventions on the computer he's become the richest man in the world worth billions and billions of dollars okay so many people would take him as a mentor and say i want to follow this man but when you come to the church you are not coming to learn from somebody as you would in let's say a bank or in some other situation no that's the difference and you see because my situation god has mixed things up such that anybody who is anointed also looks secularly successful so you can't really know whether he's successful or he's anointed they are different things papa hagen somebody asked him why is it that you've never preached about success and leadership or secret of your success and he said the secret God, it wasn't in me but it was in the bible school principal said oh papa hagen always preaches about the secrets of his success but he doesn't call it that what are these he said oh prayer preach about prayer <laughs> prayer is the secret that he has prayer faith prayer these are his secrets he doesn't have any secret any other secret these are the secrets that have brought him to where he is 
but many of us we relate as you would relate with a bank manager that's why very few of my pastors will ever give me an offering because you are carnal in your thinking because i am richer than most of my pastors i am more blessed than most of my pastors so in the natural you would never give me an offering because you relate with me like a bank manager nobody goes to his bank manager who is far ahead and give him an offering or give him money oh yeah in the natural and in the natural with the bank and i'm just using these as symptoms don't come with a deluge of gifts and so on now I'm just telling you the truth the reality don't bother yourself i'm telling you spiritual things i'm not in need do you like my message today oh you don't like my message today it's a good message <laughs> The reason why we are not becoming anointed is quite clear. It's the carnal mind that's working. When it comes to a spiritual leader, you are not around him to learn his principles and secrets and strategies to follow them. You are around him to receive him and to believe in him and to believe what he says. He said, as many as receive him, to them he gave power even as many as that believe on his name it's a matter of receiving the person and believing most of my pastors don't believe what i say yes so why are you facing your pastors it's a demon that is speaking that is why you are even thinking that way it's an evil spirit in you i'm telling you the gospel truth most people don't believe what i am saying if you believe what i was saying you will see the word believe is synonymous with the word obey in the bible you will find obedience and faith pistis pistis various greek words that are related and they interchange them believing and obeying they are interchanged in the bible faith and obedience is one and the same thing most do not believe that is why there is no anointing. It's not a matter of following the principles of the person. But there is, we do not believe. We do not receive. And because you do not believe, it's not nice to say you don't believe. Isn't it? So what do we do? Turn on the lights again. We just move backwards. 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 Backwards backwards into the shadows so that you cannot be seen with your cynical and doubtful face because you don't really really believe the message so now you sit at the back or you don't even bother to come around stay as far as possible and you just hang, hang around as fine if you are seen you say oh I was around oh I've been coming You've been coming, but you are out there in the dark. That's why we don't have it. Because if you remain in the darkness, I cannot have fellowship with you. But if you come into the light, we can have fellowship. Put on the lights again. Let's come back into the light. So I long to see you. I may know whether you are a cobra or whether you are a man of faith. You believe what I preach? You sure you believe what I preach? You want me to prove to you that you don't believe what I preach? Put on these lights. Put on everything back. Hmm? You believe? Why are you speaking like that? You are our father. You are our spiritual father. But why is it that when I was speaking in the vision, you are getting up and making noise and distracting the people and making people think that even what I was saying was not important and not even allow, if you yourself wouldn't listen, you are now not allowing others to become anointed. They have to dodge you to become anointed. You see, the light will not come on, so we cannot have proper fellowship. 
Huh? Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. You believe? Oh, Michael, please sit down. <laughs> Bishop, but you are, you are our father. You do the deeds of your father. You do the deeds of your father. Hmm? Yeah, I'm your father. Papa! Now everybody starts calling me Papa. And especially when I'm not their Papa, they always say, Papa, 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 Papa. A lot of Papa comes in because it's not real. You want to enforce it. We do not become a son by calling somebody Papa. Even it's in the Bible, don't call anybody Papa. When I get to heaven and they say, why were people calling you Papa? Me, I will say, I told them in partition service, don't call somebody Papa. I'm your father or whatever. Ah. <laughs> I've exonerated myself. So if you continue, it's up to you. You don't become a child by calling somebody Papa. You do the deeds of your father. Jesus told the Pharisees, I do what I see my father do. And you speak the things which you see your father do. I do the things which I see my father do. And you speak the things which you see your father do. Say and do. Huh? Yeah. And then he told them you are of your father. You are no one to know your father. You do the deeds of your father. Forgive me if I'm wrong, but the things that God has used me to do, I could not do them if God was not working. I'm telling you. When Nicodemus came to Jesus, he told him something, even though he was a Pharisee, he said, no one can do these things that you do except God be with him. Jesus spoke with him politely. There are a lot of people who Jesus didn't have patience or not patience but he wasn't even polite to them to answer them but he had time for so even Nicodemus he said are you being a ruler of the what the Jews you don't know these things he was about to face him but he calmly mulliganized and told him about being born again Oh, it's a nice message. Very, very nice message. Amen. Are you listening? It is a marvelous thing. It is a marvelous thing. Now, I know that you are Abraham's seed. In other words, I know that you are members of Lighthouse Chapel International. <laughs> but you seek to kill me. I was speaking in that vision and some people were making noise. You are, your way you are behaving, people will never even think that there is anointing in the house. Because my word has no place in you. I speak that which I have seen with my father. And you do that which you have seen with your father. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. You do the deeds of your father. May you be an anointed servant of the Lord. I will not deceive you. <laughs> 
Look, I can lay hands on a thousand screaming people. It's one way of impartation and you always get something. But I have also shown you how to be anointed. But of course, it is a message for those who really want to work for God. If you go to the bookshop, you will see a tape. It's one of the best tapes I've preached. It's called How I Came to Be Anointed. And yet, we do not really want to be anointed. Some of you, if you were Elisha, after working with Elijah for some years, when Elisha had asked Elijah, what do you want? You see, some of you, if you had, I was to, I told you that I was going to die, and I asked you, what do you want from me before I die? I want to give you something. Very few people will ask me for anointing. And Paul said, I long to see you so that I can impart a gift. Elijah knew that he could leave something for Elisha. If I was going to die, I met you on the car park and I tell you that it's a secret. I have been told that I'm going to die. What do you want? I'm going to give you something. How many people do you think on the car park would tell me that? So I hear you have a land at Sakumono. If you can give me that land, I would like to build on that land in the future. You are laughing. Your car. Can you give me your car or one of your cars? Or your house? Who will you give your house to? Bishop, give me some money. I think you have money. The way I see your dressing, robes, Inake Oyashikawa. Thank you. How many would ask for anointing? How many would even close their eyes in the evening and ask God for anointing? This is why you are not anointed. But Elisha, he said, I want the spirit. That is on you. Times two. Clever guy. He had an enhanced mind. I said clever guy. Jesus was also clever. He didn't bother to preach before he became anointed. He did carpentry when he was not anointed. I said he did carpentry. Lord, anoint me. For what? Jesus always explained why anointing was there. Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to heal. Namo oba heal. We don't use anointing. You see, Jesus Christ said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to make wardrobes. He has anointed me to make beds. He has anointed me to make international standard beds and wardrobes and covers and dining tables. But you see, he had changed his profession. And if you don't change your profession and come to the ministry properly and come and serve God with all your heart without reserving something, when you say the, you are asking for the gift, you are asking for the gift to enhance your current work. <laughs> huh? Anointing is for something. Benny he said one day he was praying, he said, Lord, and then the Lord asked, Do you want it? Will you use it? What will you do with it? Can you take it? What do you take there? Lord? Can you stand some of the stresses that we undergo in the church? What will you do with anointing when it is given to you? The disciples were clever. Jesus told them, don't bother. Don't go. Wait for anointing. Wait. When you become anointed and you go, till then, stay in the house. Clever. I see you becoming clever. Charlie, open your eyes and see. Some of you see me, but you don't see anointing. Meanwhile, God has anointed me for you. 
I'm speaking to you because you are my children. I will not say that everywhere. I'm not a fool. God has sent everybody somebody who is anointed so that you can benefit from it. You are just looking. <laughs> Have you ever preached to a cow? Look, everybody should find a cow. Not a goat, not a dog, but a cow. Find a cow and preach to the cow or speak to the cow. Stand, I've done it before. You stand in front of the cow and the cow between them. They've got big lips, cow lips. I hear that's what they used to make uh, corn beef now. Cow lips and eyelids. They, they miss it, they make the corn beef. So, chewing around. The corn beef is just going around. You can say, receive the anointing. Receive the grace of God. How many want to give your life to Christ? You will go to hell. No change. Are you a cow? Are you a cow? Then why is it that you don't change at all? No matter the message. No matter how the message is turned. You don't change. Receive the gift and impartation of the Lord. Stand to your feet, everybody. All right. Lift your hands to the Lord. Let's thank the Lord. What is preventing you from becoming anointed? What is keeping you from the true gift of God? What do you see? What do you see? Look at me. I want to see branches that are bigger than here so that I'll know that the scripture that Jesus spoke is true. That the works that I do, if I've trained you well, the works that I do shall you do and greater works than these. When you read the criticism about Kenneth Hagin and the faith message, when they talk about his sons, Fred Price and other people, what they say is that they are worse than their father in terms of faith. They are wilder. Huh? Are you listening to me? Where are the greater works? You know, do you know one of the greatest things? You know why some people don't want to become pastors? Because they know a poor pastor, a struggling pastor, isn't it? Everybody knows a struggling priest. How many have seen a priest before who was not impressive? You wouldn't like to be like him at all, isn't it? Isn't it? That's the greatest obstacle to becoming a pastor. My preaching is actually preaching against a picture that you have. That's what I'm saying that the greatest obstacle to the message is some people already who have received that message who have not moved on with that message. It's the greatest obstacle. How many have seen a poor old priest whom you didn't want to. And your mothers and your father, they have seen more priests than you. That is why they are against the idea of you ever working in a church. Is that also? Pamela. Huh? If you were going to leave Ghana Airways to come and work in the church, your parents and other people would object to it. Is it not true? Huh? You see, 
because and, and your, your parents they are not fools they are wise they have seen a lot of things every parent has dashed cake to priests before take it home for the children they will wrap some up for them take it home for the children take milk yes two sardines and they give to them take it home for the children they toilet roll and other they have no respect or regard for them can i take it said that sometimes they used to bring him old clothes they would, they would say bring clothes and things for the pastor and they would bring all things to him and he said he would just throw them out of the house he said god's house is not if you can't use it we cannot use it in the house of god we cannot use any second rate second class whatever that you don't want you are bringing it to the church come on and he threw it out of the house it's not good for your house it's not good for the church but that's a mind <laughs> you people i feel it's amazing you amuse me as you are looking at me quietly <laughs> the greatest obstacle to the word of god is the christians who are not real christians they don't nobody believes in christianity in the charismatic church or in the church we don't look real oh my children how many times have i stretched out my hands to reach out to you but i couldn't reach you because you are so far so far in the dark when i went along a certain road you wouldn't come with me and i would go far and i'll turn around there's nobody with me and I look around and I'll see a child, one or two children who followed me. But the mature ones, they were too mature to follow. Huh? My sons. My sons, whom I brought forth in the ministry, who would never be called pastor on this earth, although you live here for 1,000 years, if it wasn't for me that I brought you forth in the ministry. Never will anybody look upon you twice and ever referred to as shepherd or pastor or anything spiritual people that i brought forth in christ even how i have longed to be close to you and you didn't want to be close to me that's why you retreated into the dark and retreated as far as possible and then you would come to me with reasons as though i was a child oh i tried to call but we never get through Oh, this and that, but this and that. Oh, that and that, but that and that. Although I was born just four weeks ago. My children, whom I have worked with. But when we got to the crossroads, you turn right and I turn left. When we got to the fork, I turn right, you turn left. Until there were so few. And then I was surrounded with some new people. Who no one knew my children huh? you have many thousands of teachers but you have not many fathers your father is the one who causes you to come into the world even if he's a fool even if he's even if he's a goat it's because of him that you exist your father is the one who caused you to come into the ministry in the ministry in christ where are you today Jesus said to his disciples, I go and you shall seek for me, that you will die in your sins, because where I go, you cannot come. You cannot follow me. Why can you not follow? Because although you all claim to pray for the anointing, you pray for this, but your heart is going this way. You pray for what is on the right, but your heart takes you to the left. Your legs take you to the left. You lift up your hand when they ask, how many want it on the right? You lift up two hands. You even lift up your legs. But when they say, come, you go to the left. The other direction. So your life is going in the one direction. And your hands and your claims are going in the other direction. A different course. Because indeed, it is your heart which determines everything that's why it says keep thy heart with all diligence not your hands it is easy to raise your hand is it it is easy to have hands laid on you after all many times i have laid hands on unbelievers thinking i was laying hands on christians it is easy to have hands laid on you or oil poured on you 
Many times I have anointed thousands of people in one night. It is easy. But for where your heart will really be and where your heart will really go, that one is not so easy. Therefore, today, take up your cross and follow me as I follow Christ. And don't go another way. Because it will not be easy. And it will not be well with you. When you do not follow on the right way. For there is a way that seems to be the good way and the right way. At the end of that way, it's not a good thing. Lift your hand and ask him for grace. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your guidance, your blessing. Which way is your heart going? Which way are your legs going? Which way is your, are your hands going? For I have a picture, a heart going to the left, hands going to the right, legs going to the right, heart going to the left, and the mind in the darkness going another way. Divided, we cannot stand. Choose you this day whom you will serve. Father, we thank you for your blessing and this impartation service. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.